Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. I was laughing this morning as I was putting together my outfit for today. Uh, It's getting a little chilly here, and I decided to add a scarf to my ensemble, and I have a little bit of a a scarf problem, so I have uh, too many choices. And looking at all my options this morning, I was laughing because I was like, yeah, decision-making, it's just not easy for me even when it comes to something like a scarf. So I want to extrapolate on that and talk about decision-making today with you all. So one of the things that's so common with people-pleasers and perfectionists is trouble with decision-making. It's this dreaded place where we have to choose either yes or no. And I'm not just talking about saying yes to someone's request that you help them out with you know, picking up their kid after school or saying no and stating this firm boundary. I'm talking about decision-making in all its glory and decision-making in general. You know, it it's the pits for us people-pleasers and want to be perfect folks because inherent in decision-making is saying yes to one thing and no to another. And though that might seem obvious, when faced with a decision as a perfectionist, You want to say yes to the right thing, to the thing that what most people think is right. But right is subjective. And that's where I and a lot of other perfectionists and people pleasers run into trouble. So to avoid that trouble, we try to mind read and say yes to other people's subjective right choice, to what they want us to to say yes to. And in addition, there's the no part, which is especially hard for people pleasers because it might make someone mad or disappoint someone if we decline from helping them out or being available or showing our kindness. So what it boils down to is that we don't know our personal subjective yes or no. That's why decision-making is such a problem for us. Now, what I heard one coach use as a term when she was talking about something was unproductive drama. And I thought that's that's brilliant. So I'm going to use that and apply it here. This is where we spend energy on the what ifs and the worst case scenario and analyze the hell out of a situation. We arrive at productive drama when we set a boundary, when we make a decision or what I like to call when we finalize the situation. We cut out unproductive drama of overanalyzing and we move to productive drama, which is just dealing with the facts, dealing with the logistics of our calendar. That might not sound like drama, but just for the sake of the term unproductive and productive drama, we'll go with it. There's lots of finagling, lots of arranging, lots of planning and organizing when we want to set a boundary, when we have to make a decision, and that is productive drama. 
So finalizing a situation, let me talk about that for a little bit more because that word final has been helpful for me when making decisions. So there used to be a game show back maybe in the 2000s, early 2000s. And actually one of my close friends was on this game show and she won money. (laughs) My claim to fame is having a friend that won money on a television game show. It was called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? They would ask people questions and you would advance, of course, and, you know, put more money in your bank account. And they had these lifelines that you could call people on the air for perspective or even just to give you what their answer to the question would be. So sometimes that kind of diversified (laughs) your stress and anxiety. But no matter whether you used one of your lifelines and had somebody come in and help you, in the end, the host would always ask, is that your final answer? So let me tell you, the stakes were high on that game show, and yet you had to make the call and pick an answer. So I like to remember that phrase, is that your final answer? Sometimes when I'm doing the unproductive drama spin with something, Because when it comes down to it, we are saying yes to one thing and no to another. We actually can change our minds on some things. Others, we can't. That's just it. That is your final answer. Like for me, if it's time to buy a car, you know, that's going to be my final answer for many, many years. (laughs) So I better pick the right one. So this whole scenario of decision-making freaks out people, pleasers, and perfectionists because so, so, so many decisions are subjective And we're not sure what our final answer is because we don't know what our personal yes or no is. So this is one of the things I love about working with my clients is helping them tune in to what their personal barometer is so they can say yes to what works for them and no to what doesn't. I really love helping them get to a place inside where they have an accurate signal about what works and what doesn't. And having that accurate signal, that readable barometer for yourself is vital when you're going to make decisions. It's what grounds us to be able to say, yeah, I can help because I have time in my schedule and you're an important person to me. Instead of, yeah, I can do that because it's important to you and your schedule is booked. And if I help you out, your jam-packed schedule, you know, maybe you'll think that I'm a good person because I alleviated some of the burden of your schedule and you'll like me and you'll ask me to do things. That's that unproductive drama spin. That's all that tangled thought that we get into as people pleasers and even perfectionists. We don't know what our subjective yes or no is. So we take someone else's perceived (laughs) mind reading um, subjective yes or no, and we go with that. That barometer that I'm talking about, that that statement or question of, is this my final answer? When we have that grounded sense in ourselves that, yes, this is my answer and I can live with it and I can stand behind it and all the good stuff that comes with getting coaching for people-pleasing and perfectionism, like feeling like you have a voice and using your voice and backing yourself up. That grounded sense in ourselves is what most of my clients are looking for. And hell, that's what I looked for too. I mean, that feeling of freedom and strength inside, 
that freedom to be ourselves and make choices based on our needs and the strength to just say the dang thing and move on with our lives. That is what I love watching emerge when I work with my clients. Because that's one of the main things they want is they want to know what their final answer is and they want to be able to say it and move on. So when I was getting this podcast together, I knew there would be about 100 decisions to make. And at first, I really procrastinated because I'd never made decisions like these before. Um, I didn't know how to do audio mixing, and I don't. Um, I didn't know a lot of stuff. I wasn't sure about where to even start. So guess what I did? I asked a bunch of people to give me their opinion. Now, I have people in my life that do not ask people what their opinion is, and I kind of hate them for that, to be honest, because they have an internal barometer <laughs> that they rely on. But for me, this was new territory, and I lost that internal barometer. So I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted people to be happy with the podcast. So when I get in that space of not being sure, being in a new place, and not having my own barometer to rely on, I usually take a poll from the people that I care about and I respect. And usually what happens with that is I get even more confused. And here's why. The responses you get when you ask people what they think and they've never done the thing that you're getting their opinion on before <laughs> is somewhat invalid, I'll have to say. I don't want to say it's completely not worth your time to talk with people about things, but they've never done it before. So here's how this went, all right? I would say to a friend, hey, I'm trying to choose podcast intro music. What do you think would be good for me? And inevitably, people responded with, I don't know, like, what kind of vibe do you want? You know, like, what kind of, like, what do you want to portray? What's your brand or whatever they asked, right? And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out by asking you, what you think I should do. And wow, that must be really helpful, you know, to ask somebody else what they think my vibe is. That's the people pleaser in me right there. So I had to laugh because it, it, I wasted, I can say this, I wasted some days and I wasted some hours and I wasted some brain energy on polling people. But here's why, because I knew there were going to be thousands of audio clips to pick from. I mean, I even asked my podcast producer for tips. And she said the same thing. You know, you just got to listen to them and you got to see what resonates for you. That thousands of audio clips, well, that was too many decisions for me. It was a little bit like my scarf drawer that I pulled out this morning. So I just shut down. That's the subjective thing about making decisions. I didn't want to deal with a decision. So I just tried to farm it out to someone else. You tell me what you think I want. Not helpful. I'll just go ahead and underscore that. Not helpful. <laughs> so in this process, I will let you know the way I ended up picking the music. I was standing in my closet. Again, this is another picking out my outfit for the day story. After listening to and narrowing down some audio clips, and I narrowed it down to like three or four, which was a feat in itself. But I'm standing in my closet, not really thinking about it anymore because I had to transition and move on to something else for my day. And I just started humming something. And I realized that I was humming one of the beats 
one of those three or four that I had chosen as my final, my final options. Again, this is like who wants to be a millionaire? You know, it was, it's, here's the multiple choice. You have to pick one answer. Is that your final answer? And I said to myself, this beat must be stuck in my head for some reason. This is what I'm going with. This is my final answer. I knew it was my decision in the end, and I knew it had to fit for me personally. But I also knew that I'm putting this out there to you all, and I really want you to like it too. Not just because I hope it'll be helpful and I want you to learn more and feel inspired and all that kind of stuff from listening to the podcast. I'm excited about it, and I, I wanted you to feel that excitement. Now, the intro music is not really that important to the overall mission of the podcast. All that stuff I just told you I wanted you to get out of listening, the intro music is not really that important. And I found myself laughing while I was in the closet getting my clothes together for the day at how tense and restrictive I had been about making this particular decision about the intro music. But I wanted to do it right. (sighs) I wanted to do it right. I wanted to make people happy, right? Well, what ended up happening is I picked something called, I think it was like low-key funk, right? And it's kind of like funky 70s music. And I love 70s music. I love funk. I love Motown. And I know that's not for everyone. Not everyone loves Stevie Wonder. Side note, by the way, if you want to get pumped up, well, let me tell you this. If I want to get pumped up, I listen to Signed, Sealed, and Delivered by Stevie Wonder. So whatever. You can judge me if you want. (laughs) It's not for everyone, like I said. But for me, it gets me going. It speaks to me. And here I am in my closet getting ready for the day, and I have made a decision about what fits for me. I picked my intro music. So I'm a very feeling person. I want to be moved by things. I'm a four on the Enneagram, if that means anything to you. My feelings really are my first filter of how I bring in information and how I make sense of the world. So things have to resonate for me in kind of like a vibration in my body and they have to resonate in my emotional state. And of course, music is very in line with vibration and emotion. Music is very important to me. It helps me process things as it does for most people. So I had to pick this beat. I had to pick this intro music and I had to pick it based on what I felt made sense to me, what I felt represented me, what I felt in my body and in my heart and my emotions, what was my vibe. That's how I make decisions, how I feel things. I was outside of that. I was not tuned into that particular aspect of my inner barometer when I first had this, oh my God, there's going to be thousands of options for intro music. And you know, feeling it and the vibration and the word emotion and all that stuff. Maybe that makes more sense because it is a groove and it is music when I'm talking about this particular decision. But there are other things that tip us off to a yes or no that happen in our bodies as well. And I was ignoring my body signals when I had to make this decision. And we 
we do easily ignore the signals about how things feel for us. What we have a tendency to do, not just people pleasers and perfectionists, but just people in general, is that we travel up to the mind. You know, we want the mind to intellectually process all the data, but the mind is skewed. I hate to tell you this. It's skewed. And it's too overloaded to be a reliable resource to filter out information, to come to a clear decision, and to come to that decision internally that something is a yay or a nay for us. We just have too much going on in our minds these days. That's why sometimes people say, let me go take a walk and clear my head, because they want to get their clarity. They want to move that stuff out of their head, and they go to their body. They move their body to get clarity. So the body's really, it's helpful in figuring out what your barometer is telling you. Hey, a common theme with my clients is the desire to set boundaries easily. They want to feel strong saying what they want, and they want to have their own back doing it. Well, guess what? You got to know what you want before you can start saying it. That's why I created the Unleash Your Authentic Self Guide. It's four questions that will help you discover who you are and what you want. I know that sounds too simple, but these are deep dive, really rich questions that can be asked again and again as you work on your recovery from people-pleasing and perfectionism. So head on over to www.powertothepleasers.com backslash unleash for your copy today. So here's an exercise to start figuring out what a yes or a no is to your body. It's called the Chipotle exercise. You're in line at Chipotle. And if you hate Chipotle, then just modify, okay? But you're looking at the menu. You're in line. And if you're anywhere in the city, (laughs) like I am, there's usually a long ass line, okay? So let's say you're going there for lunch. People are in a hurry. They don't have a lot of time. You need to make a decision about what you want on your burrito bowl and you need to do it fast. Now, I expect the people in front of me to do this efficiently (laughs) and I get irritated with they don't. So I'm trying to give that same courtesy to the people behind me and make that decision efficiently. But making a decision in a place where you have to make it quickly, like on national television, on who wants to be a millionaire TV game show, because you have to, like the time is ticking, or because you don't want to make other people mad, I want you to place yourself in a a situation like this, because I don't want you to have the opportunity to travel up to your mind so much. I want you to begin to notice what your immediate yeses are. You might be way too familiar with what you want at Chipotle, okay? Okay, fine. Doesn't matter. But when you first went through that line and you had to make your decision about what you wanted before you knew that you liked the black beans more than the pinto beans, the decisions that you weren't sold on yet that weren't automatic, you originally had to figure out what you wanted and you had to say it and you had to move on. (laughs) There was no changing your mind. And The information you got from making those decisions let you know whether you wanted it again to, you know, repeat that same burrito bowl recipe or not. So I want you to put yourself in a situation where it isn't super high stakes and notice, do I like the way my burrito bowl tastes and do I want to replicate this? 
one time I decided to go off my plan and I got the sauteed onions and peppers and I didn't like them. Now I typically like those two things. I've gotten them on other, you know, menu items and other restaurants, but that day didn't work for me. And I realized it didn't work for me because I put the food in my mouth and my taste buds said no. So if you want to start to figure out what your body is saying to you and find your inner barometer, then you need to start simple. You want it to be simple, doable, and uh, not freak yourself out thing. But you also don't want to give yourself too much time. And then I want you to repeat that, practice it, and gather the data points about what was a yes, what was a no. So you're going to choose something low cost. You're going to give yourself a small window of time so that you can't hem-haw and think about it and overanalyze it. And then you're going to collect the data points on what your decision was. Was that a yes for me or a no? Going to the grocery store, you can do this. I want Honeycrisp apples. Okay, so I have to choose some apples. What do I do to choose them? Well, I pick them up and I feel them. Like that's going to tell me what they taste like. I don't know why I do that, but I do it. Do I like the ones that have more yellow on them or do I like the ones that look reddish in these areas? You know, I don't know how I make those decisions, but I've practiced with myself enough to know that I might have to just go for it. You know, this one looks good and I take that little risk. So practicing is going to mean listening to what my mind and my body work on together, not solely my mind, and what that mind and body do together with the information. Do I get tight when I'm looking at making a decision about something? Do I stop breathing a little bit? Do I get angry? Do I feel flooded? What are your signals? Those would be my signals of a no. Then experiment with the signals of a yes. Maybe there's softness inside. Maybe there's a little bit more go with the flow feeling. Maybe it's an absence of tightness. Maybe you notice that you're breathing evenly and there's no problem with breathing. It's up to you to find out what you feel about what works for you and what doesn't. So when someone asks me uh, to do something, they make a request of me and I know it's a no, I stop breathing, I clench my shoulders, I pull them kind of inside and down, and I hold my jaw tight. It took me a while to get that information that that was my signal of no. And at at first I zoomed right past the feelings, I was on autopilot, just said yes, right? And then I learned soon after that, oh God, that was really a no. This is what I want you to stop doing. I want you to stop living on autopilot and start discovering your yeses and your noes. And you've got to practice. You've got to put yourself in these situations that are low risk, short period of time so you can't think about it too much, collect the data, and reflect. So I want you to try this. Whether you're picking out what you want to wear, whether you're getting oranges at the grocery store, (laughs) I want you to notice what works for me. Okay, so I want you to try this now. Like if you're picking out what you want to wear, you know, am I choosing this because I'm supposed to wear this as a 50-year-old person and this is what we, you know, we look best in? What is my style as I'm standing in my closet picking out what I'm going to wear? I might even transfer that what is my style to how I decorate my house? What are the throw pillows on my couches? 
start to look around and just notice. This is how you've curated your surroundings already. Now, it's a, if it's stuff that's been hanging around for a long time and you don't know how you got it, you couldn't tell you, couldn't tell anybody why you made that decision, then just ask, would I choose this again? Is this making me happy now? Is it a fit for me now? All right, you've got several different places in your life to work on this. Chipotle, your living room, your closet, the grocery store. So go out there. Go out there and play around with it. And P.S., this is mindfulness if you didn't know that. You're slowing down the automatic reactivity, starting to talk to yourself about what works, starting to be aware of your body, starting to work with your thoughts, helping them slow down, getting to know what your personal signs and signals are about what fits and what doesn't. This is also about you conserving your energy. And we can't give our energy to people willy-nilly anymore. If you're a perfectionist and you are a people pleaser and you're listening to this, that probably means you're tired. (laughs) Probably means you're ready to do something a little different. So doing this work is going to conserve your energy. When I said yes and I meant no and I overrode all those signals of jaw tightness and shoulders pulling in and stopping breathing, when I realized it was a no later on, I had already expended so much energy, (laughs) whether it was analyzing the situation and criticizing myself for not saying no, you know, right out of the gate, or whether it was being upset with myself because I knew I needed to go back and tell this person I really couldn't do this thing and I was going to have to deal with guilt. That's the unproductive drama, folks. Do this productive drama work ahead of time so you can conserve your energy, stop giving it to people, stop being on automatic autopilot, and start living more mindfully. You're in charge of your energy. And you gain more control of your energy when you pay attention to stuff. Attention is your superpower here. That's the secret of mindfulness. It's attention training. So you're here being mindful, training yourself to notice what your body is getting your attention to say. Oh my God, you're being mindful. Look at you. Fabulous. Congratulations. I bet you thought mindfulness was hard. (laughs) It's not. So I want you to enjoy this practice as you go through the week. There'll be a lot more about decision-making in the future. I've got something I'm really excited to put together for you all about the dilemma that people pleasers face, which is, do I choose you or do I choose myself? (laughs) In other words, do I say yes to you and no to myself or do I say yes to myself and no to you? So a ton of stuff I want to just throw at you about that topic. But for now, peace to you as you go mindfully into your new self-discovery territory. All right, later friends. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful for you, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a moment and just rate and review, and then others might be able to find us more easily. And please also share with friends that could use this information too. Okay, thanks again, and I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Take care.